Welcome to the Lifting Lindsay podcast. Today we are going to be talking about what's the minimal amount of training that we need to keep muscle, to keep that muscle that we've worked really, really hard for. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because I get a lot of women coming to me with different life circumstances where they're just not able to train the way that they used to. Whether, you know, a lot of people, the housing market is just going crazy right now. A lot of people are looking to move. I've had clients, I've had people reach out to me saying, I'm not able to train as much as I used to. We're packing up our house. We're trying to, just other life is happening, right? And they have to step away from this intense training they were doing, whether it was five days a week, six days a week, whatnot, um, four times a week, they just can't do it anymore. Or at least for a short period of time, or I'll have people say, oh, I'm going on vacation for a few weeks. I'm not going to have access to a gym. I don't know what to do. I'm worried. Am I going to lose all of my progress? Another huge one I get is pregnancy. If I'm not training the way I did before, am I going to lose my muscle and strength? And they become really nervous because, you know, during your first trimester, I suffered from a lot of infertility. And I remember the fear of, oh my goodness, if I do X, Y, and Z, is that going to cause a miscarriage? I've had, oh my goodness, six miscarriages. I've had a lot of miscarriages. So I understand that fear behind that. If I go into the gym and and I lift the way I did before, am I going to lose the baby? And although I don't believe that, I personally, I've had experiences where I've had miscarriages and not trained at all. I've had pregnancies where I trained the entire time, even during the first trimester. I didn't change anything. And they were wonderful pregnancies, right? But that, But I do understand that fear. And I was actually talking to my doctor about this, my fertility doctor. And I asked him because I had to do in vitros to get my children. And I asked him, so once implantation happens, you tell us to sit and like do nothing for like a week. I'm not supposed to train or anything. And can you talk to me a little bit about that? And he said, you know, we do it mainly for the mind. Because the truth is, there are a lot of women with very demanding lives who high, high amounts of stress, who get pregnant, they keep training, they keep doing everything they were doing before, and the pregnancy lasts. He said, but when a woman feels like she has done something that has caused the loss of what could have been a child... He said, mentally, whether there's any truth to it or not, it doesn't matter. What that does mentally to a woman can crush her. And so we oftentimes, not due to any scientific facts out there, but just oftentimes for their mere mental and emotional state, we will tell them, don't do anything. Just lay there for a few days. Take it easy. Don't be, you know running like crazy or lifting weights. And he goes, but actually, Lindsay, if you wanted to, you could continue. I said, I have to. Mentally, if I stop 
it will crush me. <laughs> it is how I get through the day because I was struggling so much with the weight of infertility. And, and I kept training. I took two days off where I just relaxed. And then after that, I went back to my usual life. I went back to my usual training four times a week. And uh, we were blessed with Link. Now, there are situations where doctors will tell women not to train because they are facing additional factors more than just psychological, but physical factors where they should not train to the extent that they were training before. And listen to your doctors. I think that that's very important. Know thyself. Trust the doctor uh, that you're paying for, right? Or if you don't trust them, then you got to find somebody else. I have that same kind of feeling about coaches. If you don't trust your coach, and if you're messaging me on Instagram saying, they said to do this and this and this, and I just don't believe them, why are you paying for them then? Then let's not be disrespectful to them. Let's just find a new coach that you can trust. Or maybe if you've bounced around from five coaches, it's not them. That in five coaches, there's a common denominator here. It's not the coach. So let's do some internal work and see where do I, what, what's the trust issue really within me and what work needs to be done within me, right? Okay, so let's dive into this. I'm going to talk about a study that I feel like will alleviate a lot of fear that people have, and we can talk about the application of this as well. So I really liked this study. One group, they said to stop training for 32 weeks. The other group, they lowered the volume of work to one-ninth the original training volume. One-ninth. Okay, that's a huge decrease. What I thought was fascinating is after 32 weeks, the group that didn't train at all, well, it's obvious what we would all suspect, they saw a decrease in muscle mass by 30%. You know, that doesn't shock, that should not shock any of us. What I thought was awesome was the group that was training one-ninth, one-ninth of the original training volume did not lose any muscle size. And in fact, they saw even a small increase in strength. So I thought that was really good. So if you are going on vacation for a few weeks and you're not going to have access to a gym, you can even just bring bands and a few times just stimulate the muscles almost. That's all you have to worry about just getting minimal work done to stimulate and you can maintain your muscle on a vacation that's two plus weeks and you'll be fine. If you are pregnant and you need to lower your training volume to just minimal amounts, just getting into the gym and stimulating a little bit while keeping your mental emotional health of you're getting in, you're moving, you're getting that blood flow, it's going to feel great. That's really all you need during this time. You don't need to be going in and pushing exorbitant amounts of weight 
out of a place of fear of losing muscle. You can just focus on creating a new life and the joys that come from that and getting minimal amount of work in and maintaining muscle during your pregnancy. That's great. I mean, there's a time and a season for everything. And I truly think that when you get pregnant, this is a beautiful time. And you know, maybe I have a little bit of a different outlook at this because it was so hard for us to get pregnant. So I'll have women write to me just really from a place of fear of, I worked so hard to put on muscle, I'm going to lose it all. Or women writing saying, um, I, I really want to continue putting on muscle during pregnancy. Is that possible? And I, I, both, I think, sometimes can come from fear. And I just come at it from such a different perspective because of infertility that I'm like, for me, this is such a joyous time. This is such a joyful time to focus on something else, something that's going to bring a little bit more deeper joy into one's life. Uh, focusing on, on maintenance, on maintaining the muscle, on just being healthy and moving during this pregnancy. So although I do believe it is possible to put muscle on during pregnancy, in fact, I was curious about that with Link. I did a DEXA before my pregnancy, and I actually think I did it the day before I did the in vitro because I knew what we obviously knew that we would be striving to get pregnant. And then I did it the week after I had him, and it did show that I was able to put on some muscle mass during my pregnancy even. Now, keep in mind, I trained four times a week during the first and second trimester. First trimester was hard with protein. Protein really made me sick. So I just focused on getting minimal amounts. I didn't want to overthink that. And then the second trimester, I felt really, really good and was able to get back to my nutritional habits of higher protein. My third trimester, I actually lowered my training to three times a week because my recovery was really being hit due to the fact that I was pregnant. And the body is going to prioritize the baby. I think that that's really important to understand. The body will prioritize the baby. And so if you did really want to put on muscle during a pregnancy, then you really do need to make sure that you are getting adequate enough protein, that you are in a calorie surplus, that you are getting, and you may even need supplements for additional micronutrients, making sure your micros are on point. And also prioritizing recovery is huge, which is why I went down to three times a week training is because if I did four or five, I noticed that my energy levels were not rising, they were lowering a lot. And my I was sore for longer periods of time. So I cut it down to three and that was the sweet spot for me that last trimester. So yes, I do believe it's possible. Yes, if you get all your ducks lined in a row. Um, I want to encourage you to think bigger though. I want to encourage you to think about <laughs> the end of your life when you are thinking back. And I, I just believe that this is keeping the, the 
biggest effect on somebody's fitness journey is not the question of can it be done, but the question of am I keeping my mental and emotional health while I'm doing this? So at the end of your life, when you're thinking back on your life and that pregnancy, do you think you're going to be worried about how much muscle you put on? Or, or are you going to want to think back and think about what a joy that pregnancy was and how you were able to stay healthy and stay strong, but that you were also able to enjoy it as much as possible and enjoy the fact that you had been given a gift in being a co-creator with God. Wow, that's pretty powerful if you think about it. So keeping a healthy mind during fitness, I really believe is what people set is what sets people up for maintaining health and fitness in the long run. And not not being so short-sighted but looking for how can I achieve what I really want to achieve? And am I trading true joy for a symbol of fitness, which would be a certain look, right? So I hope that kind of reviewing the lower amounts of volume that are needed to maintain muscle will be a great way for us to not worry not fear, be able to enjoy vacations, enjoy like if you're moving and this can be an exciting event and and spending too much time at the gym can really take away from needs. So maybe during this time, the need is minimal effort. Maybe you're used to going to a gym, but maybe instead now you can't do that. You stay at home and use bands, get the minimal amount of tension on your muscle and you maintain And then after the move, after you're settled in, then you enjoy this period of, okay, now I can go back to the gym. And you didn't lose your mental health during that time period because you were living out of a place of fear and making choices based off of a place of fear. Same with vacations. You're going on vacation. You want to build memories and connections. And that is where the ultimate joy is going to be. And if fitness takes away from that, it is doing more harm than good. So going on vacation, doing minimal effort to maintain, great, awesome. You've checkmarked all the boxes. Your focus was where it needed to be for ultimate joy while maintaining health and the muscle that you worked hard for. That's great. Same with pregnancy. Same with pregnancy. So I hope reviewing this has helped you. I'm a big proponent of we make our best decisions when they are made out of a place of love and abundance and not a place of fear. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Lifting Lindsay podcast. I really hope that this episode has been able to help you. If you have any questions, feel free to send me a message on Instagram at Lifting Lindsay. You can also check out my website, liftinglindsay.com to sign up for optimized training, as well as get on my wait list for coaching.